Welcome to the Psychology World Podcast. I'm Connor Whiteley, bringing you with psychology news, articles and other interesting psychology related articles. You where I can find the podcast notes and more interesting psychology related things and you can get your free 8 psychology book box set at connorwhiteley.net. Now let's get on to the show. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 92 of the Psychology World Podcast with me, Colin Wiley. And it is Friday the 7th of May 2021 as I record this. And today's episode is on three things not to say to someone with anxiety. This episode is really good. I've really enjoyed it and it's really good after so many episodes that haven't been a focus on a clinical psychology to get back to clinical psychology and really explore this a great area. And I actually had no idea I was so excited about getting back to this. <laughs> so but this is a really, really good podcast episode that hopefully you will really enjoy though. So moving on to the psychology news section, we're reading from the British Psychological Society Research Digest. And there's some really good articles in. Here's the best way to forgive and forget. Wow, yeah, we all, yeah, we definitely all need this at times. Okay, so if somebody else has treated you badly, what are the best strategies for overcoming this and moving on? There has been, of course, an enormous amount of research in this field in relation to everything from getting over a romantic breakup to coping with the after effects of the civil war. Now, a new study specifically investigates how different types of forgiveness can help people try to forget a time when they've been wronged. And then the article goes on to talk about tons of research that actually looks at everything. But I want to talk about the last paragraph here. So, the research does support some earlier suggestions that to function as a coping strategy, forgiveness should take an emotional form, and there are clear potential implications for strategies designed to help people recover psychologically from an offence. However, more work is clearly needed to explore this apparent virtuous circle and to get a better handle on the potential effects in the real world. So, this article I think is actually really interesting though, because we all need to forgive and forget, Yes, I know it's almost impossible sometimes <laughs> to forgive people when they've really wronged you, but then we also know from various studies that if you ruminate on a, a problem and if you would dwell on the negative, then this does lead to decreases in mental health and it does decrease happiness, which of course isn't a good So that's why it's really important to learn how to forgive and forget. And this idea of emotional forgiveness is equally really important because as I've been talking recently in the Cognitive Psychology 3rd edition book, there's a massive link between cognition and our emotions and then our emotions and cognition. So there's this really weird interrelationship which is actually quite interesting and this idea of emotional forgiveness will definitely influence our cognition which are our mental processes. So it's really interesting and really important. So, but we will do one more. Mindfulness can make independent-minded people less likely to help others. Oh, that's interesting. Mindfulness, in a basic terms, the practice of, of being present in the moment and paying attention to one's own thoughts and feelings has been something of a boom over the last few years. In the United States, the mindfulness business is set to reach a value of $2 billion of the next year, whilst in the UK, lockdown has seen spikes in downloads for digital meditation offerings such as Headspace and Calm. 
But is mindfulness all it's cracked up to be? Whilst it certainly has its benefits, some argue that it encourages blind acceptance of the status quo, taking us so far into ourselves that we forget the rest of the world. And now a new preprint finds that mindfulness can decrease pro-social behaviour, at least for those who see themselves as, as independent from others. So this, I think, is really interesting and and actually a quite strange though because if we think about it mindfulness at least in my own experience has it meant to be has been described as this wonderful thing that it doesn't have any um negatives and the really interesting thing out though is that yes there are some great benefits to it but we cannot be blinded by the positives that we always need to question what are the downsides of it uh, well because even like cbt um a formulation what other things that do I really um, promote and I'm interested in? I can't remember off the top of my head though, but all of those have their own negatives. So this is why it's so important to always be a questioning. So that's some psychology news section. So let's move on to the personal update. So we're moving on to personal update. So there's not a lot to talk about because it's mainly because it's mainly just been revision, revising for exams, but all, yes, and also like um doing more on the upcoming psychology books. But it was my birthday this week, which was really nice because whilst we're not in like lockdown, there's still sort of like you can't really like do a lot necessarily. Yeah, well necessarily. Because if you go out for dinner, you can only eat outside, or outside, and really strangely, it's really cold, even though it's May. <laughs> so, well, we didn't really like, and also though, because of the social distancing rules, like we couldn't really have that many people around, so we didn't really do a like a great amount. But I did go up to London with my mum to make sure that my great aunt got her a second COVID jab, so that she's a hundred percent protected now, or whatever the efficiency is. So I'm really pleased about that and that she's feeling fine. So as always, I always love to know your thoughts and feelings on today's episode. So you can always email me, conwhitely, conwhitely.net. You can always leave a comment on the show notes at conwhitely.net forward slash podcast. And you can always tweet me on Twitter at sci-fi whitely. I do love hearing from all of you. And this episode has been sponsored by Formulation in Psychotherapy. So this is such a great book. I absolutely loved researching this. It's just such a passionate topic of mine because this is where mental health needs to go. And this is just such a great area that if you want to go into clinical psychology, you need to know about this so if you want a really engaging easy to understand book that will teach you everything about formulation which is about tailor making the therapy to the individual to maximize its chances of a success and helping that person with their mental health difficulties then i really really do recommend this book so that is a formulation in psychotherapy available on all major ebook retailers and you can get the ebook directly from me at payhip.com forward slash conawali if you want to support me directly and you can get the paperback and the hardback copies from amazon or your local bookstore or you can get the ebook and the payback for free at your local library if you request it so that's now for the personal update so let's move on to the content part of today's episode So we're moving on to the content part of today's episode. So we're going to be talking about what not to say to someone with anxiety. So this is a really useful episode because there are lots of things that you want to say to be really nice to someone, but in reality they're really harmful and 
they can do a lot more damage compared to other stuff that you could do or say to the person. So we're going to look at three things. So the first one is uh, don't say just calm down or relax. And I fully admit this is natural. It's perfectly natural for us to say this to someone when we see them as stressed out because we do want them to relax and just calm down. Calm down because no one wants to see their friends or family stressed. I know I don't. Chances are you don't either. And if you say this to someone who doesn't have anxiety, this can be okay. But in but in actual fact, like this doesn't count. For example, I was quite stressed out about my exams the other night. Yes, and I was told just to calm down and like relax. This wasn't helpful because this didn't solve my problem. So even though I don't have anxiety, saying this to me wasn't helpful. So I think just so I I think in general just calm down or relax just doesn't work. <laughs> But if you tell this someone who suffers with anxiety to calm down, then this is even worse, mainly for two reasons. So the first reason is because you are basically implying to someone that you just don't care about them. You do not care about that person. Or you don't care enough about the person to sit down with them and talk about their concerns. Then the second thing, though, is that this is a pointless phrase because and now we get into the proper psychology. Since when people are anxious... These people find it really hard to relax because their parasympathetic nervous system is activated and anxious people are experiencing a a fight or flight response. And this is designed to override logical reasoning or any sort of reasoning, meaning that if you're trying to reason with them, then basically you're not doing anything because it's just pointless. It's just a pointless because you won't win. So instead of what you should do is that you should ask open-ended questions about how they're feeling. And this shows that you care about the person and that you'll also start to understand why they're feeling this way though. And as always, I do just want to remind people that nothing on this podcast is official, legal, medical or any sort of, any sort of official advice. So something else you just shouldn't say to someone. Well, this isn't so much a don't say but this is helpful though but don't enable an unhelpful coping behavior but there are lots of different angles we can come at this through for like example don't encourage an anxious person to drink alcohol just because it helps them to to take the edge off since this can actually result in alcohol dependency because the anxious person will believe that they need alcohol to be okay and then you've got all the downsides of alcoholism and if you're sensitive to particular topics on your podcast app, just um, click it twice and I skip the next 30 seconds. Seconds, And then another way how we can do this or we can come out about this coping mechanism is very quickly is it self-harming a behavior because don't allow or it's not so much a question of like don't allow someone to self-harm, but it's just help is to just like help them to show that they don't need to do it. So instead of allowing it or avoiding the person, because I think that's even worse, like you know they're self-harming, but you just avoid the person, that's just disgraceful. Instead, try and be helpful helpful, and tell them find another way to, to cope with it, just so they don't need to self-harm, because that's quite effective. And another way how you can come at this is that it's normal to want to protect your loved ones from the thing that they're scared of, but this can actually be quite harmful in itself though. For example, if we take that your your brother or sister is from a social anxiety and they're scared of people, but your mother, father or whoever makes sure that he avoids the person, then this seems logical and protective. But over time, this is harming the socially anxious person because 
anxiety feeds off avoidance and for lack of a better term the longer this brother or whoever this socially anxious person is otherwise people the worse the anxiety will get and also if you look at it from the child's perspective like if we're dealing with a socially anxious a child is that if your parent keeps protecting you from a particular thing then you will start to form an association between the thing that you're scared of and danger so the really important thing to help is generally and firmly hold them to account and by doing this you'll support them and you're slowly introducing them to the stimuli or the thing that's making them anxious so one thing that you could say to them is how about i introduce you to one or two people i'll be there the whole time to support you and just things like that so so the most important thing that i think you should never say to an anxious person or someone with any form of anxiety is do not say i've got problems too i've spoken about this in previous episodes but i think it's so critical and i just don't think that some people don't and i think some people just don't understand why it's so critical i know it's perfectly logical to want to because yes we do all have our own problems and our own issues <laughs> and you might want to remind them of that fact to comfort them but if you're an anxious person or anyone with mental health difficulty this is so dismissive you basically are implying that you really just you just don't care about them because you're not taking the time to sit down and talk about their difficulties so to like fix this sit down and listen to the difficulties and see and see what they have to say because that's so important and this really feeds into episode 70 i think uh, i think which is about how to talk to children about mental health the episode i think is just brilliant and it's so important that episode so i really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode if you know someone who would enjoy today's episode then please tell them about it i'm always really grateful when you spread the word about the podcast and also please check out formulation in a psychotherapy available on all major ebook retailers and you can buy the ebook directly from me at payhip.com forward slash connor whiteley and uh, you can get the hardback and the paperback version from amazon or your local bookstore so have a great day everyone and i'll see you next time thanks for listening today i hope you enjoyed it if you want to see the show notes then please go to connorwhitesley.net and if you want a free eight book psychology box set then please go to connorwhitesley.net have a great day and i'll see you next time